0: Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So all all Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk ninety four point five.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. 7.07 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here for another exciting expedition into broadcast excellence. All the things that we think uh, you need to know going on in the world around you. I am your host, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of... Davis and Boyd, welcome to the show. A little chilly out there on your Saturday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about news, the news, current events, all the things, the crazy things happening in your world, all the things that we think you need to know about here at Saturday Morning Coffee. As always, we are all about Limited government and lower taxes, because that means more freedom for you and me, all of us who are we, the people, we have a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level. So let's get to it. A lot to talk about today, a lot coming up on the program. It is uh, quite a time to live in, folks, and quite a responsibility that has been thrust upon us, Um, and I will say to you that I do not want to be the one who rides the ship as she slips beneath the waves so I don't want I don't want to lose freedom on my watch and I hope you don't want to lose freedom on your watch so I hope you are remaining vigilant and you're watching and you're and you're willing to uh, to stand up speak out let your voice be heard it is just a it's just a crazy time so a lot to talk about um, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the craziness coming out of the Biden administration, more more than we can get to in one show, but we'll work on it uh, today. Coming up in the second half of the hour, we're going to be joined here on the program by Representative Ashley Trantham. Ashley is the uh, representative that we discussed last week on the program. She is the sponsor of the Save Women's Sports Bill that was recently introduced into the General Assembly, which simply provided the following, if you're going to play girls sports you have to be a girl strange as that sounds some people don't like that rule so what are you going to do but a lot to talk about here on the program today folks and we'll get to that and much more uh joined here on the show as always by producer extraordinaire dr glenn die dr die how are you this morning
2: reese i'm good um die to your last statement you can't fix stupid no you know? really
1: you really can't you can't there are a couple of things you can't fix glenn you can't fix crazy yeah and you can't fix stupid so. what happened to common sense in our society you know that is an excellent question sir that is a a very good question i wish i had an i wish i had an answer for you we were talking about it last week obviously we'll continue the discussion today but think of the things that we were arguing about ten years ago versus what we are arguing about today, yeah. And it's uh, it's really phenomenal. I've never been offended by a cartoon, you know. <laughs> no, um, no, not not that I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It's one of those situations where I'm, I'm sure you've seen that uh, meme that was uh, that that was passed around. One of the internet memes, you know, the wisdom of the day now gets passed around. You have to. You have to boil it down to a four-by-four four square. But I saw one that was uh, shared with me. It was talking about the things that students used to get in trouble for. Okay. You know, if you turn the clock back 50 years. Right. The things that students were getting in trouble for then versus the things yeah. that students are getting in trouble for today. Yeah. And so today it's, you know, it's uh, everything from, you know, uh, sex in the stairwell to knives, to guns, you name it, they're drugs, um, opioids at school, that's today. That's what's happening okay. when they're in school. That's what's happening today, not that uh, everybody's in school face-to-face, but when kids are in school, the, the stuff that teachers deal with today are those kinds of things. Man, well, you go back 50 years, and they were the things that were on the list were running in the hall, talking <laughs> in class, <laughs> literally chewing gum. I mean it's it's crazy. Disrupting the class. I got that one a yeah, couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, disrupting the class. I'm sure. Reese, so. um,
2: what there was a college where a young lady put some Bible verses in Easter eggs and hid them around the campus and um somebody or a group started destroying the eggs. These were uplifting Bible verses that really wouldn't have hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe helped some people and uh cancel culture said no 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 no, no, no I ain't doing that here on can't this do university that. ground. You can't do
1: that. Um, that was, uh, that was, um, you know, it's, it w- reminds me of, a a little story that, you know, when we were, uh, I lived in DC for a while and of course it's Easter weekend. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, we would do every year at the firm that I work for in DC, um, we would hide Easter eggs. We would come in, you know, whatever the, the Thursday night before Friday, we would come into the offices and hide Easter eggs in the building so folks would just find them at their desk and we would do things like that put little bits of candy and a a bible a bible verse in them you couldn't do that today no you could not do that uh today unfortunately and uh, because folks are just way too uh you know
2: there's a lot of people in the world that could use a little bible in their uh in Uh, their daily lives
1: that is true it is of course easter weekend folks and we've got some special easter Music uh, coming up for you on the program today, a little break from our traditional uh, bumper music rotations, and just uh, hope you guys will take the time to get out and enjoy some of the Easter morning services. There are sunrise services all up and down the coast. Um, I think
2: we're looking at like 41 degrees tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, Right now you're at 31, so 10 degrees warmer than right now, but sunshine, man, for the next seven days, basically, we've got... Great sunshine. Watch the car.
1: Beautiful weather. Beautiful yeah. weather. So, uh, And so uh, we're uh, probably headed out of town for some spring break travel. Hope you guys have got a good week coming up. So, But a lot to talk about today here on the program. Stick with us. Uh, but I hope you guys will get out for a sunrise service tomorrow. The weather should be great. Also, um, services at your local uh, place of worship, wherever you go. Hope you guys will... Uh, We'll uh, take time to honor that tradition and get out uh, tomorrow and participate. And there are sunrise services. We had um, uh, we had Pastor Danny from Merle Beach Christian Church on the Liz Calloway show yesterday, and we were talking about the, the special that, um, that they're doing for the Easter weekend, the Easter drama that they put on. But uh, a lot to talk about today, folks. Uh, stick with us on this Easter weekend edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. We'll be right back. Don't leave town.
0: coffee the reese boyd radio hour is now two full hours more reese coming up next on talk 94.5 you're listening to the reese boyd radio hour saturday morning coffee on talk 94.5
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7-19 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. As always, great to be with y'all. And uh, a lot to talk about today. It is Easter weekend. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. Thanks for spending Part of it with us, we as always we welcome you guys to join the show. Um, the call-in line, of course, is 843-903-2945. You can text us your comments on the PCRX Computers.com text line. That number is 843-798 TALK. That's 798-8255. We already have quite a few of you checking in this morning. Cadillac Gary checking in, Will down at Coastal Sports checking in, Andy the bass player checking in, Albert checking in, a lot of you checking in this morning, looks like, um, looks like, uh, uh Bill might be checking in this morning or is that from yesterday but a lot of you checking in this morning on the pcrxcomputers.com text lines and thanks for joining us here on saturday morning coffee we invite you guys to share your comments with us let us know uh let us know what you're thinking what you're uh, up to today uh you can also tweet uh your comments my twitter handle at reese boyd i still check the twitter feed um I also email your comments if you like that Line that email address is reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. Reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. Also, you can reach me during normal business hours on the uh, office line at Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. That number is 843 839 9800. 843 839 9800. And you know, we were talking about it this week, uh, Glenn, on the Liz Calloway Show. We really do. We're coming up on the second anniversary of the... Big party. Big party for for Liz Calloway. Love a party. Uh, Always love a party coming up. uh, And so we'll be coming up on our second anniversary, not too long after that, because we started shortly after the station went online. Right. So I have to figure out exactly when our second anniversary will be. But I really do feel like we've got a little little community that we've built here around the station and our our loyal listeners. And, And a lot of you listen... When you can and so it's uh, been great to be a part of that process hope you guys will get out and celebrate with Liz and Nick as they celebrate their uh, two year anniversary ours will be coming up but just a a fun thing to have been a part of and great little community that we built here I hear I hear from a lot of y'all at the office uh, just to talk about what's going on Um, of course many of you call me with your legal questions and concerns and we've helped uh, quite a few of you with those but nonetheless uh, it's just great to talk uh, with you guys. Whatever the whatever may be on your mind. So always love to hear from y'all. Feel free to call me any time. And again, that number is eight four three uh 9800 Yesterday, of course, did you uh catch the birthday celebration on the Liz Callaway show yesterday?
2: Mm. Whose birthday? Well, let me think about that. Who was it there yesterday? It's a famous oh, it was yours. Famous. That's right. It was your famous birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. Oh yeah. It was I had your to birthday. Think about yeah. It. yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, who was he fishing? I had for? to go
1: back there. I've been really busy. So yeah, it was uh, you've been a busy man. <laughs> yeah. How's business, by the way? Business is good. Good. Yeah. Uh, it was my birthday, and it's funny. I walked in, and Liz and Nick they they looked at me and they started singing. And I had I really had no idea because I had not reminded anybody uh, about my birthday. It was not really.
2: Yeah, we get to the point where we really yeah, don't yeah. want to see. A... Don't
1: want to. I don't... mean,
2: we're thankful to celebrate another birthday, but sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'd prefer it to be like a thirty-five or something.
1: Yeah, it would be nice to be yeah. celebrating 29 again. I, yeah. could, I could enjoy 29 yeah. again. That would be fun. But, uh, I wouldn't be as wise as I am now, though. No, you've picked up some wisdom, and you've mm-hmm. earned it. You've earned it, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, And it's always good to share that wisdom. You know, one of the things I would say about this program is it is nice to have a little bit of wisdom. I, I don't really enjoy necessarily the act of getting old. I feel older every year. But I do appreciate the fact that I have, I think, I may be giving myself a little... Too much credit. But I feel like I've picked up just a little bit of wisdom along the way. And frankly, we try to share. That's what we try to share with you guys. We try to make it so that every time you listen to the show, you sit back and... Share uh, a couple of hours with us, drinking some good coffee that, uh, at the end of it, we've imparted some wisdom through the process in a in a way that hopefully is a little bit entertaining.
2: You should have hung out with me this week. I felt really young because I've been demoing a master bathroom at my house. Oh, really? And I have removed everything. I mean, shower, tub, uh, window, oh. um, uh, vanity, toilet, <laughs> it, the floor—it's all gone. You've Been working hard, and when it's you so when yeah. you do that and you complete something like that, you feel young and energized. It's not until the next day that you feel oh, yeah. old, yeah, yeah. old yeah. again. Yeah. yeah,
1: you feel so, young until you have to get up the next morning. I'm like beast. I am a beast. But when, when you uh, when you when you said demo, Glenn, yeah. I I didn't follow you initially. I, I, you were meaning demolish, correct? I, for, when you said demo, I thought you meant demonstrate, and I'm like uh-huh. how. How does one demonstrate a master bathroom? Yeah. I mean, are you showering for people? Is that no, making or you, our you know? or our
2: voiceover demos? You know, yeah, right? yeah, we, yeah.
1: I have some of those. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Anyway,
2: so. um, yeah, it's a it's a good feeling though. Um, saving money, uh, doing the demo, and now I'll bring the guys in and they'll complete the bathroom.
1: Yeah. So, um, and bathrooms are not cheap. No. Uh, we had uh, we did a re in our prior house. We did a master bathroom remodel and. And uh, we got a couple of quotes, and I remember looking at the first one, and I'm like, uh, dude, I, I don't want a new house. Yeah. I'm not yeah. asking me to pay nearly as much for the bathroom as it paid for the freaking house.
2: Second most home improvement cost. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Kitchen being number kitchen? one, yeah. uh, master bath being number
1: two. Yeah, so there are some, uh, there are some bathroom options out there that are not uh, cheap. We, uh, we, we, uh, we made the mistake of calling in, in response to an infomercial. On one, and one, and I got a, an astonishing <laughs> quote. I thought, yeah, Dude, I don't Carol think, did I don't, the same thing. I don't think you understand. Yeah. I don't think you understand what I'm looking for. Yeah. Anyway, a lot to uh, yeah. talk about uh, today, folks. It is Easter uh, Sunday, you know, and I was thinking about it, and we uh, talked a little bit. We talked a lot about uh, Faith, Matt Gates in the news this week, of some interesting stuff, and we were talking about Matt and how we are all, and I'm going to hold off on that. Isn't it interesting, uh, Glenn, how things happen to certain people? I'm thinking Hunter Biden <laughs> and nobody seems to care, but let there be a slight assertion that someone on the Republican side of the aisle may have slipped. And, um, suddenly it's a feeding frenzy. You, you yeah. can't turn on CNN without hearing about Matt Gates and, and, and what he is alleged to have been doing. And I'm thinking, well, what about Eric Swalwell? Yeah. How come Swalwell gets to sleep with Chinese spies and yet, somehow, it's okay for him to do that and still be on the House Intelligence Committee. Yeah. I mean, am I, am I missing something? Well, I, it, it is ridiculous
2: what is running our country. Um, I, I know a lot of people that could do a better job at that age.
1: Um, Shoot. At at any age. (laughs) I know some I know some elementary school students that I would entrust. You know, it's a it's a frightening it's a frightening uh, thing to uh, to consider. But I mean, we have now in, in. In the White House, in the administration, we have some folks who are pulling the strings, who are pulling? Who have the levers of power. They have control of the Congress. They have control of the administration. I worry about the Supreme Court. Frankly, I wonder if the Supreme Court is going to be the bulwark for yeah. freedom that we have been working to establish for quite a while. But they are in the midst. I say this every show. I say this on the Liz Calloway Show. They're between what they're doing on the tax front, what they're doing on the spending front, and what they are doing on, on the um, – uh, the cultural front, the 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 way government uh, interacts with uh, with our, our our person, our business, our property, all the things that they are doing that impact our life, they are remaking this country. Yeah, they and we and we waited sixty more
2: than sixty days for the first press conference, and and what's the man do? He gets out there and he lies, lies, lies. He got four Pinocchios. Yeah, because he, and we were, when you were watching him, you knew he was lying,
1: and, and <sighs> he's getting no uh, he's getting no scrutiny. Oh, no scrutiny CNN all.
2: and all those were just. Giving out the love, man, kissing on that thing. Andy, by the way, Tyson. by
1: the way, do you have that thing? Uh, the clip? Do you have the clip that that passes? This is what passes for a question oh, at the a, a softball. Yeah, the, at right. a at a press conference under this president. Can you imagine the following question, folks? Oh, no, give me a ever thing. coming up in a Donald Trump press conference? I put you on the spot, Mister. No, producer. it's okay. Got it?
2: We got it here, buddy. Let's
1: see if you got uh, that.
3: Okay, uh, how about elise?
4: Thanks so much, Mr. President. Um, you've said over and over again that immigrants shouldn't come to this country right now. This isn't the time to come. That message is not being received. Instead, the perception of you that got you elected as a moral, decent man is the reason why a lot of immigrants are coming to this country and entrusting you with unaccompanied minors. How do you resolve that tension? And how are you choosing which families can stay, which can can go, given the fact that even though with Title Forty Two, there are some families that are staying. And is there a timeline for when we won't be seeing these overcrowded facilities, with run by CPB, when it comes to unaccompanied minors?
3: Well, look. I guess I should be flattered. People are coming
1: because oh, you should be flattered. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's happening. That I'm a decent man, or however it's phrased. That, yeah. you know, that's why they're coming because no Biden's a exactly. Good guy. That's why they're but coming. Truth of the matter is, nothing has changed. Oh, both cut, cut him off. Cut him off. I'm not. I, I have no interest in hearing it. You know, nothing so has changed. That nothing has changed. Nothing. Yes, yes, things have changed. Uh, when you interview the folks who are showing up at the border, and folks, we have a humanitarian crisis going on at the border. Mm-hmm. They tell you to a person that the reason they are here is because Joe Biden invited them to come here, and they're coming from all over the world. They're coming from Central America. They're showing up on on the southern border, and we have a humanitarian crisis and it's because joe biden said if you are fleeing something if you are fleeing anything come and we will take you we will this is absurd and they're saying the media the narrative now is that they're showing up simply because joe biden is a good and decent guy in comparison to the individual who used to be president
2: hey andy thompson uh he's doing taxes this morning and drinking coffee while he's listening to you uh he said he all the current 21 percent federal tax rate before biden makes his bad move for the country with the pending 28 percent rate
1: it's it's insane folks it's insane and we got some wisdom coming up from uh, ronald reagan a little bit better a little bit later in the program to remind us of that there there's a better path there is a better path and and we are on a disastrous path but we'll talk more about that a lot to get to yet stick with us we'll be back with more Saturday morning coffee I'm Reese Boyd that's Glenn Dye on this Easter weekend edition of Saturday morning coffee stick with us Figure it
5: out. Oh, I you I, I hear you say, I hear
0: you say look, text 843-798-TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here for a Real Estate Minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming? It's
6: not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure. So if folks
1: are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson Team help them with?
6: At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your your home from a listing side, because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly. So the expertise matters.
1: And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team?
6: Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com.
1: If you are interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693, or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com.
0: Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk
5: 94.5. On Jordan's stormy bank side.
1: For the promised land yes i am here on saturday morning coffee 735 on your saturday morning saturday april 3rd 2021 it is holy week it is the holy weekend easter sunday tomorrow and uh, again hope you guys will get out on the beach uh, pastor danny from myrtle beach christian church will be at uh, hurl rock sunrise for a sunrise service uh, my church Merles in Merles Inlet First Baptist Church we will be on the beach down uh, on the south end if you go down into Garden City and take a right there's a there's a group that meets right at the pier always in um, in Garden City and then further south is where we meet down on the uh, south end of uh, Garden City down below the pier so you take a right at the uh, at the Kingfisher at the uh, Ocean Boulevard waccamaw uh, when you get to uh, Ocean Front in Garden City, take a right and go down almost to the very end. Uh, when, when you get to the gate, park and uh, and we'll be on the ocean front there. That's where we do our ocean front service. But just to invite you guys to take part in that. It is of course Easter weekend time for uh, Easter services tomorrow, and uh, it is uh, one of the things that I was reading this week, folks. And I will say a little bit about this. Um, I had an opportunity, we were talking about Matt Gates yesterday and, uh, on the Liz show and had an opportunity to share my thoughts about, you know, we're all, uh, broken folk and there is nothing in any of us that is worth talking about uh, apart from what we can do, uh, when we allow the Lord to work through us. And, uh, and, uh, so when you look around the world and you see all these crazy things happen and you think, how can people do this? Cause we're all broken folk We're we're, um, sinful to the core. Uh, it's called the depravity of man, and there's really not an ounce of goodness in any of us and I know that's a strange thought to think about, but that's kind of where we are we are. We live in sin, we are forever corrupted by sin, and the only way you can get beyond it is to is to let the let the Lord in and let him work through you a little bit and hopefully um, you wake up every morning and you try to surrender your life to God and let his will be done in your life, not your own will and and maybe you can uh, get beyond that, but that's kind of the 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 fall where we are ever since Genesis three. Um, I always want to blame it on Eve, Glenn. <laughs> so, uh, but it's not Eve's fault. It's our fault. It's man's fault. You know, Adam was right there with her when she uh, when she when she took that bite, and so sin entered the world, and we are all born into sin as a result. And you know, one of the things I was uh, reading this week in preparation for Easter, uh, what is the most fundamental question that has ever been asked? Think about that. What is the most fundamental question that has ever been asked in all of human? existence. What came first, the chicken or the egg? That's a good guess. That's a very good guess. Not quite what I was thinking about, but that's a very good guess. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Nope, sorry, but thank you for playing. The fundamental question of our existence, folks, is a question that Pontius Pilate asked to a crowd in Jerusalem approximately 2,000 years ago. Pontius had examined Jesus and found no evil in him. Pontius, was ha- Pontius Pilate was having, uh, I think, pangs of, call it whatever you want to call it. We won't get too deep into the theology. I think, uh, I think he realized what he was dealing with. I think he realized that he was perhaps uh, about to crucify the son of uh, the living God, and it made him very, very upset. But he, stu- he stood before the crowd and he said, what shall we do with this Jesus who is called the Christ? and of course we know what happened we know the rest of the story and we also know that that all unfolded according exactly according to god's plan so that jesus would die on the the cross for our sins, so that you and i can now have forgiveness uh, for the sin that we've been stuck with ever since genesis 3 as we were just saying a few moments ago so uh but that is the fundamental question of human existence what shall we do with this jesus who is called the christ and it's a question that each one of us has to answer and i don't really preach to you guys very much uh i try to let that be dealt with by folks who are better qualified to preach i'm not a preacher but it is easter sunday it is holy week and this is the uh, easter saturday edition of uh, saturday morning coffee so i just want to share that with you that is the fundamental question of my existence and your existence of our human experience Uh, What shall we do with this Jesus who is called the Christ? Each one of us have to answer that question. What have you done with this Jesus who is called the Christ? Uh, Have you ignored him or do you know him as your Lord and Savior? And if you don't uh, know him as your Lord and Savior, I hope you'll talk to somebody who can share uh, that experience with you in a real and meaningful way because that will change your life like nothing else that we can talk about here on these airwaves. And people often ask me, Reese, how can you talk about or how can you share these things that are so upsetting? How can you talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, $60,000 ice cream freezer while she's raising my payroll withholding tax and I'm barely getting by? How can you talk about these things without getting just uh, more upset than you already are? And you clearly are upset. And and how do you have a piece about anything? uh, That's my piece. That's the only reason I have any piece at all. And I have perfect peace because I know that ultimately I know that the victory is ours. And um, and I know, frankly, that it's going to get worse before it gets better. That, too, has also been written. I know it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it ends well. And all that has been written out in the uh, in the Scriptures for us. And so we know that's going to be the case. So we have peace about all the things happening in the world around us. No matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what we think, we still have the peace of Christ which passes all our limited human understanding and that's why we can sit back and talk about these things now that doesn't mean we don't work to fix things that doesn't mean we're called to be salt and light in the public square but that is uh, why we have perfect peace and we don't have to get but so upset about the horrible things that we see happening in dc in the world around us right here in our own neighborhoods The, the the things that we are so upset about that would that can drive you over the edge if you let it. Um, you, don't, you don't have to. You don't need to because we have a, a peace that passes all understanding, and that peace is in Christ. But that question is a question that each one of us has to a- answer. What shall we do with this Jesus who was called the Christ? Do you know him as a Savior, or do you not know him at all? Or do you know him as just a good story about a guy who lived a long time ago, but you don't really understand what he did in history and what he did for you individually? And that's what you have to understand because we all have to answer that question. We all have to answer that question. Why do you either answer it now in life or you have to answer it on judgment day, whether it's, uh, you know, now or then that's the question. And I hope you'll answer it now. We all have to answer it. It's just a question of when. So if, you, and if any of you want to call me, to talk to me about that. I'll be glad to talk to you about that. Yeah, so call me anytime again, 843-839-9800. You can reach me anytime. Or leave me a message, and I will get back to you. But that is what Easter is uh, all about. What shall we do with this Jesus who was called the Christ? He lived, he died, and he lives again. And he lives again because he was risen from the dead. And because of that, we can have eternal life, and we don't have to fear death. So anyway, that's the end of the uh, sermon for Saturday Morning Coffee here on, uh, on the April 3rd edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. With more Saturday morning coffee, I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town.
0: morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour and more coming up next on talk 94.5
7: at williams flooring carpet one in Polly's island shopping for floors just got a whole lot easier get samples delivered right to your door how simple is that Start online at williamsflooringcarpet1.com and get started on updating your floors with samples delivered to your door. At Williams Flooring Carpet 1 in Pauly's Island, they offer their unique, beautiful guarantee. If you don't love your new floor, they'll replace it free. It doesn't get easier than that. Williams Flooring Carpet One has a beautiful showroom with tile, carpet, luxury vinyl plank and lots of products in stock and ready to roll. Find out why so many homeowners all over the Grand Strand love Williams Flooring Carpet One. Bev and Rob Webster know floors and they know how to make you smile. Shopping for floors just got a whole lot easier. Everything gets started online at WilliamsFlooringCarpetOne.com or stop by and visit Highway 17 in Pawleys Island.
0: The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5.
1: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.48 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Bob Keller checking in on the pcrxcomputers.com text line. Good morning, Bob. He says, uh, happy birthday. Too many uh, candles for a bagel, but... Anyway, I look. said that. Oh, you said that. Yeah, oh, that's too many candles request. for too you many, for a bagel. Look, too many look, candles for a look, bagel. Look, Tom,
2: look what just came in. Oh, look
1: at Hope checking in with some donuts. I smell bad. Sorry, oh, she, she smells she bad. smells she bad. said what's
2: that? You must have worked out. I, you know, I cannot. Okay.
1: If it if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> I cannot smell you from here. So <laughs> two I'm two panes of glass. Yeah, two panes yeah. of glass will take care of that issue. Tom from Merle's Inlet checking in. Good morning, birthday boy. Good morning, Tom, and. uh, uh, the rest of you, thanks again for checking in on Saturday morning coffee. And as I was saying, you know, uh, yesterday, uh, Glenn, it was it was the birthday here on the uh, my birthday here on the Liz Callaway Morning Show. Liz and Nick gave me a um, a card, a, a gift card for um, the um, uh, what did they give me a gift card for? Oh my God! Uh, Free yoga lessons from uh, Bobby. JB's Jeez. Jerk Shack. Goodness gracious! Mental. Uh, I didn't get enough. Sleep. Wow, you must didn't, have listened yesterday. Did yeah, you? Hope, thanks, Hope was listening. Yesterday. Hope reminded me. JB's Jerk Shack down in uh, down in Surfside. It's a Taylor's Taylor's place down in Surfside, and they do great. Uh, they do great uh, work down at JB's Jerk Shack, and we had a great time. We had a great band there last night. Jericho Creek. Um, wonderful uh, dinner with uh, Taylor and the folks down at JB's Jerk Shack. So I encourage you guys to check out uh, JB's Jerk Shack. But uh, they gave me a gift card yesterday, so we decided we would take advantage of that and use that last night for our uh, birthday meal, which we did and uh, had a great time. So thanks uh, to Taylor and, and the guys down at JB's Jerk Shack. And Jericho Creek is great. They were playing uh, a little bit of the Eagles and some other classic rock. So it was a great, uh, great set of music they played for us. Those guys are really good. So we had a, we had a great little birthday dinner. Uh, out there last night at uh, JB's Jerk Shack. So thanks to Liz and Nick, and thanks to Taylor for doing it upright for us, as they always do. You know, I spent the election night at uh, JB's Jerkshack, uh, Glenn, and so whenever I go, because we, we, that night we had the on-location broadcast. That night of, of the election. The, yeah, the, so whenever I walk in the restaurant, I have flashbacks to that election. I mean, uh, it's like it's like post-traumatic stress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's awful. I mean, it's just awful. It's an awful memory. I I will never forget as long as I live going to bed at 1 o'clock because, you know, or about 2 o'clock, 2 or 2.30, I finally went to bed because I thought, I think we've got this. It seemed like it was okay. You know, it seemed like things were under control by all, everything that I was used to experiencing in an election, it seemed like we had it in hand. And I said, I'm just not, you know, that was during the silence, you know, things went quiet and we didn't get much updates for about an hour. And I thought, anyway, just a. Frustrating uh, memory, but uh, nonetheless, uh, still enjoy going to JB's and uh, catching some really good chicken wings. If you're looking for some really great uh, mm-hmm. food, check out JB's Jerk Shack down in Surfside. So, locked, uh, uh wanted to share with you guys a couple of interesting tales that we did not uh, get to. Uh, coming up again in the second hour, we're going to be talking to Representative Ashley Trantham. She has introduced a bill in the House of Representatives that we have talked about, excuse me, in the South Carolina legislature, the South Carolina House that we've talked about. Um, and it is the Save Women's Sports Bill, which simply provides if you want to play women's sports, uh, you've got to be a girl. So she's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. But a lot of attention being focused on this issue. Um, well, there's bills that have been passed in Idaho, Um, There's a bill that is being introduced or was introduced this week in Texas on uh, the issue of uh, puberty blockers and supra psychological doses of estrogen, which are being dispensed to minor boys along with with testosterone uh, prescriptions that are being written for minor girls simply because they express uh, questions uh, that express some gender dysphoric um issues and and frankly a lot of kids have these kinds of questions um how can we have to
2: follow the science in in every
1: pandemic but we're
2: not following the science that the frontal lobe of the brain is not fully mature
1: for making decisions until you're probably like 21 years old yeah there there is a video floating around you guys may have seen it that that shows a um a, a young child she's a child she's five and she's expressing her gender transition they're having a, a ceremony at her church yeah, i mean mom's this is,
2: behind it yeah yeah. yeah mom's yeah.
1: all on board uh the texas house uh, steve toth a uh, member of the texas house has introduced a bill in texas called the innocence protection act also known as the save james bill this this comes to us from uncovered dc bill aims to specifically prohibit the use of pro- puberty blockers and supra-psychological doses of estrogens to estrogen to minor boys and testosterone to minor girls, it bans the removal of an otherwise healthy or non-diseased body part or tissue. It also prohibits per the performing of surgery that would change or affirm a child's perception of their sex if it is inconsistent with their biological sex, though these seem like logical protections for children. And you are likely wondering why you need a bill again, as we 've said mm-hmm. on many times many times on this show, Why do you need legislation that says in order to play girls sports, you have to be a girl i mean again why why on this issue suddenly can we not follow
2: the science well and 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 you may know i know I know a couple of young ladies uh in my past um, uh, yeah, I came in contact with a lot of. Um, people in the business that I did for thirty five years because every walk of life ate. Yeah. Um, they they got uh, breast augmentation where uh breast in in implants enlargements yeah and then regretted it. So even a young lady with with just breast implants can regret something that Absolutely. is and it, right. it's it's somewhat reversible, but not in a good way. And then just take that, just that little slice of America, and and put it into something that a, a child makes a decision that affects it for the rest of their life, and then regrets it and has no recourse.
1: Yeah, and I will tell you this: um, if you uh, if you have um, if you have a, a child, and they and we had a, a discussion about this at my church uh, this week, we had a special session about it. If you have a child and you give them the combination of uh, pu- both puberty blockers and, um, and the cross sex hormone, that combination, that cocktail of, uh, that combination of drugs almost always results in infertility. So at the very least, you are sentencing these poor children to a life without children of their own. The Texas legislation that we discussed, uh, it's, uh, is about a little boy in Texas, James Younger, also referred to as Luna, younger now, whose mother was trying to transition her little boy after he expressed interest in a girl's Happy Meal toy at the age of... Any guess? Five? Three. 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 Hey, Mom. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Um Yeah, you read that right. By the time little James was five years old, his mother, Ann Garugulus, wow. and father, Jeffrey Younger, were and still... Going through a very turbulent and bitter custody battle over the fate of little James. James uh. Younger, James Younger's father, Jeff Younger, contends that his son has never identified anything other than as a man, a male, and his <laughs> biological sex. But his mom wants to transition him because he expressed interest in a girl's Happy Meal toy. Wow. At the wise old age of three. This oh, is, mom! Is, it must be a sign. Yeah, this is, cate- yeah, this, is cate- this is categorical insanity, folks. And when I first, you know, when I first started hearing about these issues, folks, when I first started um, experiencing uh, or reading and, and, and hearing, um, uh, you know, p- quotes about this, it's it's possible to write these issues off. You know, it's possible to uh, to say, oh, this these are a few people on the fringe. And it does not matter. But one of the things I was reminded of, you know, in 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 the scriptures, you know, when it talks about God creating heaven and earth Mm -hmm. and in Genesis one, I mean, and in in the first page of the Bible, it says, and let us um, make man in our own image. God creates man in his own image. And it immediately says male and female. He made them. I mean, that's page one of the bible male and female he made them think about it think about that y'all so this is not a a sideline issue it's a uh you know it's a it's it's a fundamental issue but uh and coming back after the break we'll be talking to uh, again um more about this issue stick with us folks we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more saturday morning coffee i'm reese boyd don't leave town Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Still rolling stones. Yes, he is. Of course, a reference to the stone rolled away from the tomb after our risen Lord had risen up. So happy Easter to everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. We were talking before the break about a bill pending in Texas. Representative Steve Toth is the sponsor of that bill and stems from an incident in Texas where a mother sought to reassign, excuse me, reassign the biological sex of her three-year-old James Younger after the three-year-old. I want to remind y'all that's right after two and right before four. The three-year-old expressed interest in a female-oriented toy contained, you know, a, a, a a toy intended for girls that was included in a Happy Meal. Uh, I mean, the irony of all this is just (laughs) staggering. I mean, they they let this woman out of the hospital with a child. That's the first thing that that strikes me as odd. But nonetheless, Mom decided to reassign the biological sex of her child. Representative Toth has introduced a bill which prohibits the things that we were talking about just before the break. And as I said, just before the break, folks, this is not a sideline issue. Mm -mm. I don't think it's any coincidence that on the first page of Genesis, uh, the Bible talks about being male and female. I don't think that there's any uh, happenstance or coincidence that 26 verses into the Bible, we hear that the Lord created us male and female. In his own image, male and female, he created us. So we have to ask ourselves, what do we do with this issue? One of the things Toth talks about in this interview that uh, Tracy Beans and the folks at Uncover DC have put together is, says uh, something that's um, interesting. He says, we hope that in some way, in some shape or form, this is Representative Toth, uh, Toth, member of the Texas State House, says we hope this bill will wake people up, that this is going on right here in the United States. This is not something happening in France. This is not something happening uh, in Eastern Europe. This is happening right here in the United States of America. Uh, the... Uh, the church, he says, because the church typically remains silent on issues such as these and that they fear blowback from militant individuals that are willing to fight, excuse me, fight for what they believe in. The Christian community, again, this is Representative Toth, will pat you on the back and tell you how excited they are about your bill, but then they won't lift a finger. This needs to change. Amen. That needs to change, folks. It's not about fighting in the streets, but it is about letting your voice be heard, letting your elected officials know where you stand, what you will tolerate, what you will not. And we have to do that. And uh, one of the bills that we've been talking about on this show, not in Texas, right here in South Carolina, is the Save Women's Sports Act. That uh, legislation um, has been pending in this session of the General Assembly. It was introduced by Ashley Trantham. Representative Trantham represents uh, Greenville County. She is from the town of Pelzer. And she is here on Saturday Morning Coffee. She's <laughs> joining us on the show to talk to us about her experience with uh, this uh, legislation. Good morning, Ashley. How are you?
4: <laughs> great morning. How are you guys
1: doing? We're doing great. Thanks for Good. joining us here on the show. It's great to have you with us. Um, and uh, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday, particularly on a holiday weekend. No problem. I'm
4: going to apologize for my voice. Um I think the pollen is trying to get the best of me, and I was cutting grass yesterday. So if I sound a little froggy,
1: there's your reason. No, oh, that's quite all right. I, I, <laughs> I'm feeling a little under the weather myself today, so I, I think it's the pollen as well. So no, 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 uh, no worries here. We're we'll uh, we'll bear with one another and and uh, and and do our best. So Ashley, tell the folks because obviously you're from the Upstate. We're we're broadcasting here in Myrtle Beach. Tell the folks a little bit about who uh, Representative Ashley Trantham is, if you would.
4: Sure, well, first of all, I just want to start off if uh my mom and dad are listening. I want to thank them because up until age nine, I was very persistent on being a male. I was the biggest tomboy, so thank God that my parents didn't you know take that serious and um allow me to transition, yeah because that just you know I think about when I was younger, wanting to be a daddy's girl and a tomboy and all of that and and love that season in my life, but thank you, Mom and Dad. I just really appreciate that. Yeah. But just to give you a little bit of insight on who I am, I am a mother. I'm a wife. Uh, our family has a dairy farm here in Telstra, South Carolina, and I represent the southern part of Greenville County, which is District 28, and the way that I came into Columbia is probably a little different than most people's past into politics. I actually was a stay-at-home mom for many years and worked on the farm with my husband until both my kids. I've got a daughter that's 22 now, and my son is 18. Uh, Once they reached the age that they just didn't need me as much anymore, my husband uh, came to me and he said, you know, you've you've dedicated your life to the family, to the farm, helping us. Um, What would you like to do? What would you like to do as a career? Mm -hmm. And I decided to get my real estate license. And did that and was practicing real estate when it was July, actually, of 2017. My my phone rang and I answered it. And it was a county councilman that um, let me know that there was going to be a vacancy. That our current house rep was going to be stepping down, which would leave that seat vacant for a year. And he wanted to know if I would consider running for that seat. It was nowhere on my radar. I mean, I had never even considered politics. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did tell him that I would think about it and I would pray about it. Um, at that time, he didn't know that God had just really been stirring my heart. I had been praying that he would use me in some type of ministry. I just wanted more. I was ready to, to grow, you know, as a Christian and wanted to, to give back more when I was asked to consider to run for office it was really just, like I said, it wasn't on my radar. So Mm -hmm. I promised that I would pray about it and I would talk to my pastor and to friends and family that, you know, were godly counseled. And they all had the same message, guys. I mean, it just, it was almost word for word. Everybody, including my husband, said, you know, we just, we can't think of anybody better to go to Columbia and represent us because we know that you will hold strong to the values that we share. And we just feel like you would do a good job. So um I made a deal with God, and I told God, you know, you know I don't want to do this. This is <laughs> <laughs> not where I feel like I want to be, yeah. but if you want me to be there and you open the doors, I will walk through the door. Yeah. And he has continued to open doors since then, Um and I do have a peace about it. It doesn't mean that I still like where I'm at, but I do have a peace that I'm where God wants me to be.
1: Well, that's... uh that's awesome. <laughs> and isn't it funny how often you read in the Bible about folks who did not feel equipped for what God was calling them to do? You know, Moses did not feel <laughs> equipped uh to speak to Pharaoh and uh, that you know the the rest of the story we know, but it's mm-hmm. uh, you hear that again and again. And uh, it sh- yeah. shows you what an amazing amazing God we serve. Um That's always right. always always using people to do things that they don't are, are and are not in fact capable of doing in their own power. Uh, so how did you um if I can ask you about the bill that we've talked about, the Save Women's Sports Act, how did this mm-hmm. issue come to your attention?
4: Um, well, actually, I filed the bill mm-hmm. uh, the year prior to uh-huh. when it really got attention this session. Yeah. And due to COVID, things just kind of died. I mean, we really didn't get much
3: yeah. done. Yeah.
4: Um, but we had we had been made aware that the South Carolina Hospital League had passed an executive order in 2016 um, allowing males identifying as females to play in the, you know the female sport and we just you know there, there were a few of us that were uncomfortable with that and we filed legislation it really didn't go anywhere but then mm-hmm. when we came back
1: and, um, and let me let me let me here, stop you let me stop you one Re- <coughs> representative let me ask you one question so when the high school league said that did they place any stipulations on... oh
4: yeah i mean there's certain there's certain guidelines and things that you know you would have to do say for instance I'm a transgender athlete, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I want to play on an all-male team, my school would have to ask for a waiver for yep. that to happen. So mm-hmm. there, there is a process yep. that has to take place mm-hmm. for that to happen. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, um, so you've got the South Carolina High School League that, that had the executive order that was concerning, especially to me as a mother that has a daughter that played basketball competitively. I mean, mm-hmm. we traveled from state to state with her on a tribal league, yeah. um, hoping that it would eventually turn into a scholarship. Um, but then, you know, you've got this past election where the Biden administration, I mean, they made it extremely clear what their agenda was when it comes to female sports.
3: So oh, yeah.
4: uh, we, yeah. we filed the bill. We actually decided as a Republican caucus on several um, items that we were going to really focus on this session. Heartbeat bill was one. Um, Open carry was another. And then Mm -hmm. this was one of our agenda items. So, you know, we felt really good going into this session that we were going to be able to get this passed. And unfortunately, um, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. That just didn't happen.
1: So, and and what does the bill do, if you can kind of (laughs) summarize it? There's not much to it, the way I read it.
4: No, no, it's really not. I mean, it basically says that, you know, your public and private schools. Um, whether it's middle school or high school, that we're going to protect all-female sports. It also has a place in this legislation that says, you know, it's either an all-female, all-male, or co-ed team. So there is, you know, it does cover the co-ed teams Mm -hmm. within our state. Um, A lot of people were concerned when we first dropped the bill and asked, you know, what if we have a daughter that's a kicker on a football team? Is this going to keep her from being able to do that? Absolutely not. This would not... um, keep that from happening. But what it does do is it just protects, say for instance, you have an all female basketball team. Mm-hmm. And then you have a trans female that decides, Hey, I want to play with the girls instead of the boys that matches their biological sex. This would keep that from happening. And, you know, a lot of people were concerned and said, you know, we, we don't have a problem. Do we actually, why are you doing this? There's just not been but four cases, you know, in South Carolina, um, I think we we looked at the Connecticut situation and the three girls that were affected. You know, when the two two sure. males competed yep. on the track, I mean, it's just unbelievable if you look at what these these guys were able to do. I mean, two males now hold seventeen individual women meet records in Connecticut.
1: Yeah, the, the majority
4: chance of women ever breaking that.
1: Yeah, the majority of <laughs> uh, statewide women's track records in the state of Connecticut are now held by biological males.
4: That's right. Yeah.
1: Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Yeah. Two in, in yeah.
3: Girls.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, Ashley, we've got to take a little break. Can you stick with us? Because I did have more questions for you. Can you stick with us through a commercial timeout? Sure. Be happy okay. to. Folks, we're talking to Representative Ashley Trantham from Greenville County. We're talking about the Save Women's Sports Act. And after these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So, Greg, I've got a question for you. There are lots of real estate agents in this town. If somebody has property that they need help selling, why should they choose the Greg Sisson team?
6: Boy, that's a great question. And there are tons of realtors right now in the marketplace. Reese, I think it boils down to three things. Better communication, more peace of mind, and we handle all the details. And that's that's certainly what sellers want in today's market. And I think experience matters. I mean, 23 years here locally in the business, and we understand pricing. Even in a hot market, it's important to price the property correctly. That's a great point, Greg.
1: Folks, it's the Greg Sisson team. Reach Greg at 843-251-2693 or schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. It's the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call.
0: Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours, full hours on Talk 94.5.
5: If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life a better life if you got pain. He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 823 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. We are talking with Representative Ashley Trantham, member of the South Carolina House of Representatives. She represents Greenville County in the uh, House. Thank you for joining us here on the program, Representative Trantham. Thank you
4: for having
1: me. Oh, you are quite welcome. And you are the author of a bill, the Save women women's sports uh bill which was intended as you named it to save women's sports basically it says if you mm-hmm. want to play women's sports you have to be a girl and uh,
4: imagine that imagine, imagine that, that being so controversial
1: <laughs> I, I, I would not have thought that would be a controversial statement but apparently Mm-mm. i was wrong so what did happen to your bill if you want to talk a little bit about the legislative trajectory sure. uh, and the process and how the bill uh, <clears throat> has fared sure
4: um well, I want to remind you, I said this earlier, that, you know, this was one of the Republican caucus's items that yeah. we chose, yeah. you know, for this session. And uh, we filed the bill. I immediately started, you know, working and having conversations with my Democratic colleagues because I figured, you know, those would be the ones that I would have to really talk to and find out where they stood. Sure. And, you know, it. I found out pretty quick that it was going to be a, a bipartisan issue as a whole, there were going to be some, you know, that were going to come at me and and question it. I never imagined that I needed to be, you know, working my own party. Unfortunately, uh, lesson learned. I I did need to make sure that I knew where some people stood. There were people that told me they were with me, and when it came down to it, they weren't. So, um, you know, we did get this, this bill through subcommittee fairly easy. We listened to two different days of testimonies. So we gave both sides a chance to testify. Um, and then it did pass the subcommittee and went to full. Once it got. And, and form, when you,
1: when you refer to committee, you're referring to the house judiciary committee
4: judiciary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make right. sure. Folks are,
1: yeah. That's quite all, right. so, quite all right.
4: Yeah. So now it's in full judiciary where you have, um, you know, more members there that, that it has to, hopefully we were thinking that they were going to debate it. They were going to talk about it, but once, you know, Chairman Murphy introduced the bill, it really took less than probably four minutes for it to be tabled by Representative Cassidy. Um He did mention he spoke first and he was the only one that spoke. But he mentioned that, you know, he, he referred to something about, you know, there's there's intersex, there's ambiguous genitalia. I mean, there, he he mentioned that it's just not that simple that we have male and female. Mm mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that you guys refer to Genesis 127 because I actually have that written down. And I was studying that this morning um, because I've asked myself over and over again, why the assault on gender? Why do we see that just constantly being on the headlines and in question and how you identify and, you know, what is your pronoun? It is just out of control.
3: Yeah.
4: And, you know, I'm reminded that when you look, you know, at that passage, you also have to remember First Peter 5, 8 through 9 when it says, you know, throughout the Bible, when God has planned something, Satan is immediately on the prowl. And mm-hmm. that's what we see here. Yeah. So, you know, Caskey made his statement and he he asked and the you're, table. You're
1: referring to Representative Micah Caskey.
4: That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. He um, asked the table, the bill, and Representative McCravey. He asked for roll call. Roll call is really important because that gives us an opportunity to see who votes for it and who votes against it. Sure. Um, And you have to have five members raise their hands to have a roll call vote. Uh, The chairman asked for the hands to go up. And at that time, we had plenty of hands. I actually studied uh, the footage of it and I had nine people with their hands raised at that point. The only way that I can describe it is people were uncomfortable because there were more hands going up than that they wanted they did not there were people there that did not want roll call so there was a, a bit of a pause and then and, and, the and how asked, many
1: you got like i think 25 members on the judiciary committee
3: yeah
1: and mm-hmm. how, how many hands have to go up to get a roll call vote just five
3: just so, five.
4: so we have, one out of five
1: have, one out of five folk on the committee have to raise their hand that's
4: right yeah and,
1: and how many yeah. how many hands did we see
4: I, I went back and I studied, and I had nine hands that were raised. Um, you know, I had representatives, let's see, McKnight, Murphy, Newton, Jordan, Johnson, Bailey, Hyde, Russell, and McCravey. They all raised their hands. Russell um, Russell
1: being Russell Fry. Yes. Okay.
4: Correct.
3: Good,
4: um, good for him. Yeah. And then the second time that the chairman asked for the hands to go up, because, again, I mean, there there were too many hands. Um. And it wasn't supposed to come to that. But then the second time that he asked for hands to go up, I lost three hands. I lost Caesar Murphy and Newton. Um, and later found out. Well, 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 let me let me
1: let me stop you because sometimes the arcane nuances of democratic government are a little above my head. If if you if the chairman if it takes five votes to get a roll call vote and the chairman asks for hands and he gets nine hands, why would he ask again? Isn't that the end of the inquiry?
4: That's a great question. That is a great question. And let me remind you, this happened so fast. I mean, it was like less than five minutes. <clears throat> I'm thinking it was less than four minutes. But it happened so fast that, you know, there, there were people that came up to me afterwards. Um, Celeste Davis, Representative Davis, she came up to me afterwards, and she was just shaking her head like, what just happened? It, it was and I think that it was intentional. There were people in there that were confused at what was going on, what had happened. You know, the ne- the hands went up, and then they went down, and then they went up again, and I lost three. Found so that, out later that took
1: you that took you down to six.
4: I still had the hand, yeah, but still, I still, still, still enough, hands.
1: still enough for a roll call vote.
4: Sure. So, so, but that so was ignored. So, so what so, happened? Um, what happened next? It was just ignored. It, it, that's the only. Way I can put it, it was ignored. He didn't count the chairman. So what did just the, what did the chairman? What, a voice vote.
1: That what did the chairman say after that? <clears throat> Excuse me.
4: Well, we don't have enough hands, so we'll do a voice vote. And at that time, you've got people with masks on, mm-hmm. and there's no way, absolutely no way, to really tell who votes for it and who votes against it. If you listen to the footage, you can clearly, clearly hear Representative McCravey try to keep it from, you know, being tabled. But other than that, I really didn't hear anybody else's voice stand out. Yeah. Um, And that there we, that was it. I mean, it was, it was tabled.
1: And, and what does that mean? Practically speaking.
4: Uh, That means the bill dies.
1: So it will, oh, it's dead. It, it will die in committee because the, because the judiciary committee tabled it on this quote unquote voice vote.
4: You're correct.
1: Is for the, now. Yeah, for now. Is there an opportunity for the committee to revisit it? If it's been tabled, technically it's still still before they the could committee. They have, okay. yeah.
4: If, if one member had of went to the chairman and said, you know, I want to change my vote, then it could have been recommitted. But nobody was, you know, willing to do that. Um, but we are, I mean, I will let you know that we are refiling the bill Tuesday when we get back. And we'll be able to get it through um, subcommittee again. We'll. Hopefully, be able to get it to full. I mean, I've got people coming to me now that realize what happened, yeah. and I feel like they're they're ready to vote for it. Yeah, they know now. You know that it's not just they can't take this for granted the way that I did. I mean, I just
3: assumed.
1: Yeah. Well, and, when know, I first we, when, we, when actually, I first heard about the bill, I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. When I first heard about the bill, I'm like, duh, of course. If you want to play girls' sports, you need to be a girl. What's what's hard yeah. about this? Why is this? Yeah. Uh, so so what if I can ask a hard question, Ashley, what is the backstory? what I mean obviously something going on behind the curtain Do you, I mean, and I want to say this, you also received death threats for introducing this legislation, did you not?
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was um, wow. it was interesting, to say the least. I know that Fled's going to be happy when this this bill's done and over with, and we get it passed because immediately, you know I started receiving calls. Some of them were just, you know, folks that were angry and they were venting. And I get that. I can handle that. But then some just took it to another level, you know, threatening me, my, my family, telling me and my son to kill ourselves. And, you know, if, mm. if, you know, murder was legal, they would come here now and they would murder us. I mean, it's just it it, it got really, really um to another level. Oh,
3: my gosh. You know,
4: at that point. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that really hurt me when we look at some of the members that we had asked, are you going to vote for this? And they said yes. And then when they went into the, the committee hearing of the bill, they, they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And they knew what me and my family had been going through. Yeah. They knew, you know, that, that we had really been um, under a lot of pressure, but yet they, they definitely... Uh, did not have our back or the party back. I mean, like I
1: said, this was a caucus item. Yeah. The Republican caucus decided. So, you know, I don't want we to, I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but it sounds like you are a woman of great courage, but I just want to ask this question and you can handle it however you want. Are there, are there folks on the committee that our listeners, uh, need to write? Are there folks on the committee that, that people, that they, that need to hear from our listeners? Um, Anybody that needs some encouragement in this, in, in this, in this oh, department?
4: Well, you know, because of the way that it was handled, yeah. there's only one person that I could 100% say is responsible for this bill dying and that's Micah. Yeah. Um, he, he was at least brave enough to speak up. Yeah. Everybody else hid behind their mask. Well, um, and I, I say everybody else, not everybody on this committee knew what was going on. You could tell there was confusion, um, you yeah. know, Brandon Newton came to me. He he was one of the hands that I lost the second time. And I was frustrated. Why didn't you raise your hand the second time when you raised it first? Well, then I found out that another member had pulled his hand down because he went to raise his hand. And, you know, I went to the speaker and I said, Are you kidding me? We have members pulling other members' hands down when they go to raise their hand? I mean, what are the consequences of that? There has to be.
1: Well, did, you ask him, you know, did you ask him why he let his hand be pulled down?
4: He he said because this member that pulled his hand down was my friend, and he just assumed that they knew something and that they uh, had my best interest. I got and you. just kind of followed followed suit, and you know there was. Wow. I think it's a, a very appropriate time for us to talk about the Judases in our life because I definitely experienced that on on the sixteenth of March.
1: Wow. Well, Ashley, this is a great story, and I actually wanted to hear a little. There were a couple of other questions I wanted to get to, and I want to I let you go over if you'll stick with us. Can you stick around through one more commercial break? Sure, be happy to. All right, folks. We're talking to Representative Ashley Trantham. She's a member of the South Carolina House. She's telling about her experience with the Save Women's Sports Bill, and we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. After these words from our sponsors, I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town.
0: And more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. On Talk
2: 94.5. I forgot how to start. One, two. I want to sing a song for you. Oh.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.40 a.m. on your Saturday morning, Saturday, April the 3rd, 2021 Easter weekend edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Here on the show, we are talking to Representative Ashley Trantham. Uh, Representative Trantham is the author and, and introducer of a bill entitled Save Women's Sports in South Carolina, and she's been talking about her experience in that Uh, offering. And just before the break, Ashley, we were talking about the weird sort of way the House Judiciary Committee let your bill get get tabled, how they killed it, frankly. So, and you mentioned uh, some Judases among us. Is there anything else you want to share about that experience? I know you've learned a lot certainly in the last few months about being a member of the legislature and politics in general. Sure.
4: Um, Well, that, that was just a sad day in yeah. general. like yeah. I said you know there were, there were people that I thought that I knew that had told me one thing to my face and then acted differently um, on this specific piece of legislation. but you know we, we really sent a message South Carolina sent the wrong message out to our girls and that's that we don't have your back and they we're not willing to protect you when it comes to you know sports. Yeah. girls have just we worked so hard. For equality when it comes to sports. I mean, we've got 50 years since Title IX yeah. and, you know, we've we've over the years, girls have been just breaking glass ceilings. But if we don't take this serious and we don't do something about it, before we start having cases like Connecticut, we're essentially raising that glass ceiling and we're replacing the glass with titanium because there's no way that we can expect our girls to, to compete with boys. It's just, it, it, you know, follow the science.
3: yeah yeah people yeah.
4: come to us and say you know well what about you know if, if they go on testosterone suppression or you know we keep them from going through puberty and that just blows my mind that you would even consider doing that to a child um because you know you, you look at and i started studying really studying okay what happens to a child when they go through puberty and that starts as early as 10, 11 years old, and there's different stages, and there's things called, there's something called Tanner stages. And I started researching that, and immediately I realized, oh my goodness, girls, we have we have really been given a, a plateful when it comes to puberty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, stage three is when you really start seeing the physical changes in girls and boys. And I'll give you an example. Uh, at stage three of the Tanner stages, girls' hips and thighs start to build up fat. Boys, They get bigger muscles. Yeah. So how is that fair?
3: Yeah. And,
4: you know, you get to stage four, and that's when, you know, our our daughters are starting to experience their menstrual cycle. And then boys are getting the deeper voices. I can remember traveling with Bryce and um, her teammates, and not to just give too much information, but girls have a tendency to get on the same cycle. It's the craziest thing. I don't understand it, but it happens. Uh And, you know, there were times that we would be traveling and we would have, you know, three, four games back-to-back a day. And our girls would wake up and it would be, unfortunately, that time of the month. (laughs) It's hard to even get out of the bed for, you know, a young girl or a a lady that's experiencing that. Much less lace up, hand them a ball and say, suck it up,
1: go run, you know. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a teenage daughter myself, so I can I, I won't say anything further, or I'll be in a lot of trouble when I get oh, home. Buddy, you yeah, smart man. Yeah, I'm a smart man. But, <laughs> but let me ask Let me ask this question, Ashley. If folks, uh, first of all, you received death threats as a result of all this, and and some really really un- impermissible conduct, were any of those folks ever identified or arrested? Um,
4: Fled has those cases. They're still trying to investigate one of those. Calls came from, it's a New York number. Uh-huh. Um, and they have already received judge orders to um, to look at the, the phone records yeah. for that individual. Okay. Unfortunately, there's a way for people to disguise their true number and where oh, sure. they're calling from, and that was used. Mm-hmm. So now they're taking a different route with that one.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, you know, the, the death threats, I, I honestly, as it, disturbing as some of the language and the threats were, I never really felt threatened, and that—that's probably coming from my faith, mm-hmm. knowing that you know God's going to protect me and my mm-hmm. family. It bothered me more when they came after my family's business um, because we have employees that you know pour their heart and soul into our farm and our store, and they work so hard. And for them to have to be pulled in to this arena, it just—that bothered me more than anything. Uh, we've had a few people call the store and ask you know, mm-hmm. uh, for me and, you know, shared their, their dislike of this legislation. Yeah. We have had people call our wholesalers and demand that they remove our product from their shelf. And, you know, it, it ended up actually helping us more than it hurt us. Wow. And people just kind of rallied together and yeah. said, you know what, we've got to step in and support this family and their business. And, you know, they would want to know what can we do? Can, can we send gift cards? to yeah. nonprofits, so they'll shop with you, and that never really made me feel comfortable because I didn't want to profit off this subject mm-hmm. ever, but people, you know, decided, look, we're going to support them. We're going to take a stance, and, and we've seen more of that than we have the boycotting. Wow. Um, you know, we did have one of our wholesalers that reached out and said they're really struggling with this. They, they obviously, um, they're customer base. Yeah. Serves more people that would, you know, dislike this legislation, and they did not want to get pulled into it. And no, we agreed. You. We never mix politics with our, our family business. We keep it separate. Yeah. But it, it was pulled into it, unfortunately, by some folks.
1: Well, Ashley, if folks want to get in touch with you and reach out to you and support you, I know we need to be praying for you and your family. But if folks want to reach out to you, how can they get in touch?
3: So, um,
4: well, you can email me at Transom. At sdhouse.gov, or you can always call me. I try to be the kind of legislator that's accessible and open to talking to folks. My number is 864 449 3887. Shoot me a text, call me, whatever you Wait. know means you want to. To communicate,
1: man. Well, you are you were great in coming on the show and we appreciate your time. We'll let you get back to your family. But feel free to come back on the show anytime, particularly when you're in town, when you're in the area. I know you said you visit from time to time. Join us in the studio and we'd love to have you.
7: Thank you. Happy Easter.
1: Happy Easter, folks. It's Representative Ashley Trantham and we'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. Right after these words from our sponsors. I'm Maurice Boyd. Don't leave town.
0: morning coffee the Reese Boyd radio hour is now two full hours more Reese coming up next on talk 94.5 you're listening to the Reese Boyd radio hour Saturday morning coffee on talk (laughs) 94.5
1: morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.51 on your Saturday morning. This episode of Saturday Morning Coffee coming to a close special Easter weekend edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope you guys have enjoyed the special music this morning and hope you guys will get out tomorrow and celebrate uh, the Easter holiday, celebrate your risen Lord and uh, enjoy some time with your family. On, uh, on the special day that we have here tomorrow. Uh, every day is special, but tomorrow is especially special. A lot uh, going on. I want to thank Ashley Trantham, representative from Greenville County, for joining us here on the program to talk about this important bill. It seems kind of silly sometimes, some of the things that we have to specify in the law, but it is actually important that we act to protect women's sports uh, because why, why have we spent years, as Representative Trantham said, we've had Title IX for years now. We've, we've spent decades working to provide athletic opportunity for uh, women in, in high school and college sports. And, and frankly, it's not just athletic opportunity, but it, remember this, it's also scholarships that are on the line. You heard Representative Trantham speak. A lot of families get involved in sports with the hope that, the, that their child will have an opportunity to play at the collegiate level, and that there will be some scholarship help uh, associated with that. So these are not, this is not a trivial issue. This is not about letting somebody who looks a little unusual play softball uh, with your daughter on the high school team. That's not what this is about. This is about something fully more fundamental. And, and, I, and here's what's concerning, y'all. The left works from a common playbook. They're very secretive about what they do and how they work. A lot of what they do, they do sub rosa, they do under the table, they do in the cover of darkness, they do behind the curtain. But they're all marching to the same drum. They're talking from the same talking points. And you listen to, you listen to Jen Psaki, you listen to the president, you listen to Don Lemon, you listen to all the talking heads on CNN. You hear the same words, you hear the same phrases, you hear the same talking points. There's a reason for that. And the issue of the day is gender. OK, and so but you may think this is a sideline issue. But if you if you surrender the if you surrender the field on gender, which is we have, I hope, demonstrated to you today, not a tangential engine uh, issue, not a Trivial matter. If we surrender the field on gender tomorrow, there'll be another issue, and an issue after that, and an issue after that. So we can't surrender the field. We can't. We have to engage these folks, and we'll we'll circulate while post on social media the names of the individuals on uh, the uh, House Judiciary Committee, which just killed Representative Trantham's bill, and uh, they killed the bill. They kill bill, and we'll let you take some initiative and write these folks. Let them know how important this stuff is. And, and let's stand up for what we know to be true, folks. Let your voices be heard. And, uh, you know, one of the things I thought about uh, this week, I haven't had a chance to talk about it, but um, hope you guys will continue to be involved in the O'Ree County Republican Party, the process there ongoing. We've talked about that. As many of you know, I'm a candidate for O'Ree County uh, chairman, many people asked me to run. That um, convention is coming up on April the 24th. We haven't had a lot of time uh, this morning to talk about that, but we will get uh, to more subjects related to the party. Uh, there is a lot going on there, a lot to talk about. We'll be talking more about that. But I want to remind you that that convention is coming up on April the 24th. So if you're wondering how you can get involved, if you haven't participated in any in any of the meetings that we've been talking about, Do give me a call and let me uh, get you plugged in so you can be a part of that process if you want to be a part of that process. And then also want to remind you guys of another event coming up in uh, April. That's coming up April 29th, and uh, that will be uh, in Columbia. That is uh, hosted by Palmetto Family Council, which I'm um, uh, associated with. I'm on the board for Palmetto Family. I've been on the board there at Palmetto Family for many years. We're hosting an event in Columbia. It's an uh, a gala event, an evening with uh, Mike Pence. It is the first, um, it is the first uh, public uh, speech engagement, whatever you want to call it, that Mike Pence has done uh, since he left office. So that's a, a neat opportunity uh, to hear from Mike Pence on a um, on an important um, in, in on an important time. I mean, it's a, an incredibly important time. A lot going on. So I hope you guys will consider participating in that. Again, that's coming up April 29th. That'll be in Columbia. There's an event for pastors, um, and that event starts at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Excuse excuse me, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. There's an event for pastors. That will be at First Baptist Church uh, in Columbia, and that will be uh, specifically geared toward pastors, others in the church, their families that want to participate in this event, to hear from Mike Pence. In a, in a closed session. There won't be any press. It'll be a private meeting with uh, the former vice president at First Baptist Church in Columbia. Again, that's April 29th at 4 p.m. I uh, would love to give you details on that if you want to give me a call. That event is followed by an event in the evening at the convention center uh, in Columbia, and that will, um, uh, I think that starts at about six, but that will be a dinner event. He will speak at the, uh, at the dinner event, and, again, it'll be the first time that uh, rep- that former Vice President Pence has uh, made a public um, uh, appearance since uh, January, uh, since he left office. So I hope you guys will uh, put those events on your calendars. Get in touch with me if you want to participate in that. Again, you can reach me at the office at 843-839-9800. If you want more information about any of those events, just get in touch with me, and we will um, and we will get you uh, squared away if you want to participate. And I hope many of you will. And be sure to keep the Republican Party uh, in O'Ree County, the convention there uh, on April 24th. Keep that on your calendar. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom, folks, from the Proverbs. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all have a blessed Easter, and we'll see you next week with more Saturday Morning Coffee.